Good morning. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for those that are here and those that will be listening. And we ask you, Lord, that you lead this service. And Lord, put a watch over my mouth lest I sin against you. Prepare our hearts to receive this message that you gave me to bring to the people. And come dwell among us as we worship you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title today is, Does God Still Answer Prayers? Now, I'm going to start off with the answer that Dr. Billy Graham gave to this very question. The question was, why does God not answer my prayers? And here is Dr. Graham's answer. There are many reasons why prayer is not answered. God is by no means obliged to answer every prayer for every person. The Bible tells us that sometimes prayers are not answered because we nourish and cherish sin in our hearts. Again, it tells us that it is because we desire things to consume ourselves. In other words, for selfish reasons. But most of all, you should remember that God promises to answer prayers for certain things, not just anything. He will answer the prayer of any sinner who prays for pardon in the name of Jesus, according to Romans 10.13. He will give himself in his fullness to any believer who sincerely desires his fullness, according to Luke 11.14. He promises to cleanse all the sins of any child who comes to him confessing his sins, according to 1 John 1.9. And he will give wisdom and spiritual insight to those who acknowledge their lack and who sincerely desire such wisdom, according to James 1.5. If you are a fully yielded Christian and commit your whole life to him, he promises to give you even the whole desire of your heart, according to Psalm 37.4-5. This is a simple formula, but it will encourage you to pray according to his will. And then you will not need to feel that God ignores your request. And I felt like that was, that very much fell in line with what we are speaking about today. I felt that was an excellent answer as to why we sometimes feel that our answers, our prayers don't get answered. Um, And one of the things that I was thinking of as I read that was, what are we praying? Are we praying selfishly or are we fully yielded to God? If we do not see answers to our prayers, the fault does not lie with God. It lies with us. We're always the problem. Turn this around because this is not directory. So for those that are listening on Spotify, I'm so sorry. Now, when we go to Matthew 6.10, which, go ahead and get your Bibles out. It's, um, we're going to have the scripture notes up there. We're not going to be having them on the slide anymore, but we are going to have them highlighted. I like that, that you did that. I tried to break it. Up. Yeah, so that you can kind of see where we're going. Okay, so Matthew 6.1. I didn't know you did that. <clears throat> Happy surprise. I'm sorry, 610. In the Lord's Prayer. So it says in 610, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now we've talked before about how the will of God occurs in the earth. Many people assume, though, still, that because God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, that he will do everything himself. Now, I looked up these words because some people don't understand what these words are, and I've got them in your scripture notes in the, in the bulletin. And <clears throat> omnipotent means, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary, is having an unlimited power. Omnipresent means widely or constantly encountered. So he, that means everywhere. He's everywhere. And omniscient means he knows everything, knowing everything. So when we think about God and we're thinking about the fact that he has unlimited power and that he is everywhere and he knows everything, that's where we get this assumption that he will do everything himself. But that's not true and it's not biblical. That's a misconception that God's going to take care of everything and we can just sit back and do nothing. And that is the reason why many of our prayers go unanswered. God gave us free will to choose him and to partner with him to see that his will is done in the earth. I'm going to go over some biblical references to answer or perceive unanswered prayers and I believe that all prayer is answered I that's that's my belief I believe that there is no prayer that goes unanswered and I'm going to explain to you why I believe that way now sometimes God answers our requests by saying no he has promised to give us grace that we will need to accept any answer that he gives us not everything we praise is going to be granted, but that doesn't mean that it's not answered. Paul in 2 Corinthians, so if you go to 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 12, 8-9 which says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this that it should leave me. But he said to me, that's God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes on to say, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. One of the other uh, issues that we have with what we perceive as unanswered prayer is really the Lord was just saying, Wait. So if we think about Abraham and Sarah, they received a promise that they would have a child. And then they, it took 25 years for them to see the, the promise. Part of the problem with that, and the reason why they had to wait so long, I believe, was because about 17 years into this, Sarah gets tired of waiting and says, take my handmaiden. And then they, they, they send by uh, allowing Ishmael to be born to Hagar. And that delayed the answer to their promise and before Isaac was born. So there was another, uh, I think, 12 or 13 years later that 
that Isaac was finally, they finally received the promise, the answered promise. We have this exact same situation with Zacharias and Elizabeth, who were the parents of John the Baptist. They, had, they, were, they were older, they were not elderly, but they were older, and they had been praying for years for a child. And they didn't receive the child until it was God's time for the child to be born. John had to be the forerunner for Christ. So Zachariah, uh, Zacharias and uh, Elizabeth had to wait until it was time for John to be born. Another issue is that your prayer, the answer to your prayer could bring a bad result. There are occasions when the granting of our requests can have negative results, such as King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah, uh, who would be an example of this bad result. When the prophet Isaiah informed Hezekiah that he was about to die, he prayed, Hezekiah prayed to God to prolong his life. God granted his request and gave him 15 extra years to live. However, in those 15 years, two things occurred that had awful consequences on the future for the people of Judah. Hezekiah showed the Babylonians the great treasures of the temple, and this caused a hundred years later for these same Babylonians to plunder the temple and its treasures. So that was a bad consequence to a prayer that God actually answered. Sometimes with the answer, the Lord has to deal with sin in our hearts. So Psalms, let's go to Psalm 106, and it's Psalm, not Psalms, I shouldn't say it that way. <clears throat> Psalm 106, verses 14 through 15 says, But they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked but sent a wasting disease among them. <clears throat> so this was the Israelites when they were in the desert. And if we push back to Psalm 66, verse 18, so Psalm 66, verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So if we're carrying a sin in our heart, which this one I have found that this verse comes into play whenever we're holding on to unforgiveness. When we hold unforgiveness in, in our hearts against someone else, God cannot hear our prayers. And this is where it, it, that comes into play is in that verse. That's where we say this is biblical. When we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, it keeps God from being able to answer our prayers. And then, and I found that to be very, very true. I have been stopped in my tracks when I felt like I was moving forward in something and something happens and it's usually with somebody that I'm close to because I, I don't, I, I don't, if I'm not in a relationship with somebody, I don't know them well enough to care or what, you know, they're not, I'm not going to have a problem with forgiving somebody I don't know as well as I'm going to have a problem with forgiving somebody that I do know because I expect more of them. So, if I, if I am living in unforgiveness, from that point on, 
whatever I'm praying for is going to, it's going to really come to a halt because God is wanting me to go, all right, why am I not getting any answers to prayer? It's supposed to prompt us to ask the question, or you're not hearing my prayers anymore. What happened? What happened? Oh, I got to deal with this. So your Holy Spirit will tell us if he'll reveal to us these things that we need to work on. And once we've, we go into forgiveness, it, I, it's like I go right back to, you know, what I'm praying for. That's where, where God is working on and, and he's working with me and I'm working with him and things go right back. He doesn't hold grudges. He doesn't say, oh, well, you didn't forgive this person. And just because I've, you know, you've, you've decided that you forgive them now, we're going to hold off a little bit. That's not the way he works. When we fully find our forgiveness for others, he immediately, it's gone. It's forgotten. He, he moves on. The other issue that happens is we're not, we, honor is not given from our hearts. Isaiah 29, so let's go to Isaiah 29. I know it's a lot of scripture, but I'm, I'm a big believer in scripture-backed messages because I don't think that God wants me to come up here with Carrie's message. I think he wants me to come up here with his message. So Isaiah 29, 13 says, And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. So here, there's an issue that they are they are speaking that they honor honor God, but their hearts are far from them. So there, there's an issue there. The other thing that happens is we have marital issues. In First Peter, so let's jump to First Peter, back in the front. Or back in the back. The other front. First Peter 3, 7. Chapter 3, verse 7. So First Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, husbands... Now, you know I'm going to pick this one because I'm the wife, right? Likewise, husbands, live with your wives... In an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. <clears throat> now, there is, I know, I, I hear that, I hear that <clears throat> back there in the back. There is a, also one that talks about the wives, but you know, I'm, I'm the wife, so I'm going to bring that one up. So, but we are supposed to honor our husbands and we're supposed to be subject under our husbands because it goes God, husband, wife, children. And if it's not done in that order, your house is not in order. And that will hinder prayers from being answered. I have to choose to do what Frank needs me to do and wants me to do, but he has to be a godly man, a righteous man, and be listening to what God wants him to do. So there is an order. And if there is no husband, then it goes to the, the woman of the house, and there has to be an order. 
And so if the children are running the household, there's a problem. This is a, something that happens a lot in today's society where the children tell the parents where they, wh what they're going to do and what they're not going to do and how they're going to act and how they're not going to act. And so we have to have proper order. Now, the other issue that we run into is a lack of faith. And this we find in James 1, 6 through 7, which is very close to the back. It's right, it's right before 1 Peter. And James 1, 6 through 7 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So if you're lacking faith, don't think that you're going to receive anything. This is why when we were talking about the, the tent crusade, the, the Mari Merlo tent crusade, we were watching, as we were watching the Lord work, so the, he, he did a sermon, Mario did a sermon, and it was very faith-based. People came to the altar. I saw big, honking, huge, six-foot-something, rough-looking, tattooed-covered men bawling like a baby and going to the altar. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because this is a change of heart. This is their faith being put into action. And then they went out and they were giving their information so that we could plug them into churches. And then as they're doing that, Mario goes on and he starts talking about people who have been healed. And that's where their healing was coming from, was through the faith that they started to receive from Holy Spirit. They got filled with faith and God answered their prayers for healings and miracles. And we saw them in mass. I have I can't tell you how amazing it was. But it's a lack of faith that will keep you from receiving your healing for sure. And answer to prayer. Now let's go to John. We're going to go to John 15. John 15 verse 7 says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This verse is the epitome of remaining in Christ. What it means to remain in Christ and living a fully yielded life. Which is what Brother uh, Dr. Graham was saying in his in his answer this is a this is an example of a fully yielded life ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you now i can tell you that my family frank my kids they have found that since i laid my life down completely to christ and said you do with me whatever you want and he started guiding my steps the amount of answered prayer that I receive is, is, is a lot. But to get that way, because I live a laid down life to him, 
I am asking him, Lord, what do you want me to pray about? So his will becomes my will, and my will gets prayed for to see his will done. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you're living a laid-down life, you will get answers to prayer, but your prayers will be what God wants you to pray, and that's why they get answered so quickly. And... Oh, lost my place. Okay. So to remain in Christ means to keep his commandments. So 1 John, 1 John 3, there we go. 1 John 3, set 322, verse 22 says, And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments to do what pleases him. So this is another example of a fully yielded life receiving from the Lord because they kept his commandments and they are doing what pleases God. So God desires obedience over sacrifice and we'll find that in 1 Samuel 15. So if you hop back to the front of the Bible, 1 Samuel 15, 22. And that says... And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. So here again, obedience. Now there, there's also one in the, in the New Testament, and I did not pull that one out. Um, but there's one in the New Testament that Paul repeats this. Exact, he's, and he's referring back to 1 Samuel. A lot of times you'll find things that in the Old Testament are repeated in the New Testament. So I could have gotten two scriptures, but we've got so much, I just didn't want to load more on to you. And we're going to hop back to 1 John for the last scripture of the day. And I took my little thing out. 1 John 5.14, which says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, the answer to the question of does God answer all of our prayers is yes. But the answer may not be what we expected or hoped for if we're not living a laid down life to him. If we're not seeing, I, I did come up with some points uh, to bring to you today that if we're not seeing answers to our prayers, I'm going to give you some little things that is going to help you to get answered prayer, right? Because, I mean, why do you pray and, let, and you don't want answers, right? <clears throat> the first thing is, is the prayer in alignment with God's will? So are we praying in, in God's will? And part of that has to, 
has to do with are we praying out of selfishness or are we praying out of being fully yielded to God? Because a lot of times I'll think that I'm praying God's will, even though I haven't asked Him what His will is, and I will come to find out that I'm not seeing the answer to the prayer because there is a selfish root somewhere in it, and the re that's the reason why I'm praying it. And once I yield that to Him and let Him handle it, it changes the dynamic and, it, and I get start to see results. But we have to be careful with our motives because our hearts are fickle. The second thing that you can do to, to, to make sure that, that your prayers get answered appropriately is have you asked the Lord to reveal your heart's intent? And that goes back to being fully yielded also. So we have to make sure that our intent is in the right place. So we are in alignment with God and His will. The third thing that we can do is ask the Lord if He is telling you no or if He's telling you to wait. So I, I, you'll hear me say this because I say this whenever I'm frustrated with something. So I'm asking God about something and all I'm hearing is crickets. And you'll hear me say, all I'm getting back is crickets. That's because there is probably a no or a wait or he wants me to dig into something and find it and, and, and dig it out. So you have to get into your prayer closet and say, Lord, is this a no? Is this a wait? Is this something that I need to, to, to work with you on? And <clears throat> the next thing is, the fourth point is ask the Lord if there is something you need to do to receive the answer that you want. A lot of times we, we, we pray into things. Now this goes back to the very beginning of this message where we're praying into something and like finances especially. Lord, I need more, I need more money. I need more, more finances. I need more provision. Well, did you go get a job? Did you go look for a job? Did you, did you go find a side hustle? And, and that's where I was doing this. I was like, Lord, show me some ways that I can make money to help Frank out. And that's when he gave me the idea um, to make some t-shirts and some, some, do some things and I'm going to start doing some stuff because I want more finances for our household. So I have to find a way to do that, but God will help me find a way to do that and he will bless me with favor and grace and provision through my faith in doing more. Does that make sense? Okay. The fifth thing is, and I will, I'm just going to put this out there. The fifth thing, I have a tendency to jump straight to it because I, I, I'm living a a life that is that is fully laid down to God. So I go and ask the Lord to give me revelation over the matter. So whenever I am praying and I don't feel like I'm 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 getting any kind of any kind of acknowledgement or answer to that prayer, I will ask the Lord to give me revelation over the matter. Lord, give me give me revelation over what I'm praying about because I need you to step in. I need this to be to be to be moved on my behalf. And he will give me a revelation. And if that doesn't get me past what I'm dealing with, 
Then the sixth point is ask for wisdom to pray what he wants me to pray. And that will open up the door. So all of the, if we are doing all of these six things, we will see answers to prayer. And we will see a more active uh, prayer life. You'll start to see things coming into, into, into fruition and, and see many answers to our prayers. So we're going to close in prayer. And uh, I, I hope that uh, you will use this time to ask the Lord Lord, what are, you, what are you saying to me through this message? Because that's what the whole point of coming to church is, is the Lord gives us a message and we need to know what we got to do with this in our hearts. So let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would help us to seek your will in prayer this week. Help us to meditate on your words every day this week, even if the only time we get to spend with you is just a few minutes Lord, bless us and prosper us, and may we find favor in your sight. Help us to walk in your ways in all that we do. We thank you, Lord God. We praise you. We pray that you would be before us. We pray, Lord God, for land, for the church, that you would bless us with favor wherever we go to, to seek the land. We pray that you would bless us with favor when we go to build a building. Or we pray, bless, pray that you would bless us with a plan and a strategy to get into a new building that is has more traffic and we can be blessed and bring more people um, to learn about you and your ways. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.